Geeks! Geeks! Welcome to Geeks, the number one podcast recorded here in Venice, Los Angeles. In this room. In this room in Venice, Los Angeles at the Tesselate headquarters. I'm your host, Alexander Chard. And joining me today, the one and only, the Barry's Boot Camp extraordinaire. Do we have to... Like... Adrian Ald. Of all the labels. (laughs) Adrian Ald. Just a small thing. Um... I'm, I mean, would you say that I'm a co-host today? Of course, co-hosting. W- we would be co-hosts. Yeah, is because uh, I'm hardly a guest. No, did I say guest? Well, joining me today. Yeah, you, no, you that's like, true. I mean, no, I I would agree with that. I think that's right. a fair call. Yeah, uh, because yeah, you're far. You've 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 far exceeded the guest limit. I Haven't think, I? To definitely be. Co-host. Co-hosting. I would even go as far as saying contributor. Ooh. No, look, let's not, let's not go that far. Nothing to contribute. But um, I, I'd just like to say thank you for that, Alex. Yeah. Thanks. Um, do we need to add a disclaimer that no, none of your views represent Barry's Bootcamp? Barry's Bootcamp or Paramount Pictures. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, just in case you didn't pick up what I was laying down there. Yes. Um, saying thanks because it's Thanksgiving, hey! which is great. What I find ironic about that is, is we're doing a little Thanksgiving, you know, drop-in cast to say hello. Sorry, we haven't been here the last week, but we're back. Um, Thanksgiving podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the theme being Thanksgiving. Yep. Uh, just one last time, Thanksgiving. Uh, the mm-hmm. irony thanks. there is that you and I are fairly new to yeah, the this season. Is, this is. Uh, very new, yeah. This is my second. Thanks. This is my this is my first. Your first, um, and it's you, me, and Bethany celebrating it. So it's like a huge celebration, isn't it? Isn't it funny? There's um, enough food for several. So I don't feel like we're hard. I mean, we're hardly an authority on the on the holiday, are we? Yeah, I mean, I so I was telling Bethany the other day actually that I I still don't have a, a huge attachment nor does the holiday have a huge resonance with me yet. No. Because in Australia, we don't we don't celebrate no. Thanksgiving. You know, you aim for Christmas at this point in time. That's point right. You, you, yeah. <laughs> You're on the home stretch yeah. to well, Christmas. Think that, I mean, it's kind of like in Australia, you go Christmas, Australia Day, and then you're just hanging out for Christmas again. Oh, don't, get, don't forget Boxing Day, mate. Well, Boxing Day. <laughs> but isn't it? That's yeah. about right, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's the Queen's birthday long weekend. I mean, but if it's not like a celebration, it's just like, sweet, we get a couple of days off work. But yeah, if there's one thing Aussies know how to do, it's to have a long weekend. We have a long weekend. We know how to have a long weekend. Absolutely. We but we, weekend. Don't, we don't know how to give thanks and we no. don't know how to celebrate Halloween. I mean, yep. this is, I've been drunk for the last three months straight just yep. purely because of all the festival, festive festivities I've been doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, totally agree. So it's all new to us. So, but like Adrian said, we are not really an authority, (laughs) authoritative sort of voice to kind of at all. Uh, yeah. But I mean, when has not knowing something stopped us? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I mean, we're going to proceed to show me this far. We're going to proceed to demonstrate our lack of knowledge Mm. for the next at least 30 minutes here. Yeah. So today we're just going to do... Not our usual kind of um, podcast format. We just thought, like Adrian said, we'd check in, wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving, talk about some of the things that are coming up on the horizon over the next month. 
and also let you know what we're all up to, especially the Tesla company. Um, as you probably know, if you've listened to some of our past podcasts over the few, last few months, um, Al and his team, uh, which includes Nate and Tamara, who some of you would know through the podcast, are adventuring on uh, their first feature film. First yep. feature film for Tesla, uh, Al's first um, project that he's written and directed, first feature project, sorry. Mm. Um, yeah, and they have started shooting. They started a couple of weeks ago, and now they're in um, Colorado. Um, yeah. So it's very exciting. And I'd just like to say that I'm so excited by the whole prospect, and I want to give thanks on theme uh, to Al for bringing me into the Tessellate family and your Thank Alex, you, Al. of course. And uh, just for him being a supremely talented, ambitious, and bloody good-willed human being. He's, he's such, a, a, such a hero of mine. He's a good egg. He's a bloody good egg. He's a very good egg. And uh, yeah, we're all very excited for this project. Um, yeah, can't wait. Absolutely yep. can't wait. It's going to be really exciting. Yep. Um, so, But you know, someone's got to hold down the fort. Exactly. You know, someone's got to be that. here. Uh, in light of that, uh, yeah, Al's going to be out of action as far as the podcast go for, for the next few months. So, yeah, as Adrian was saying, Adrian is literally holding down the fort at the moment. I am, I am, Because yeah. he is uh, house-sitting here in Venice. Um, Looking after Izzy, the dog. Yeah. And we, should so get, we should get her on. She's a lively oh, she's individual. She's very opinionated about the films and games she yeah. likes. She doesn't um, say much, but it's all about the, the physical... Body language, eyes, isn't it? Body language, yeah. And the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> That's another story. Um, anyway. Um, so, yeah, anyway, Adrian, what have you been up to oh. while we have a quick catch-up? What haven't I been up to, Alex? I mean, I could tell you I've, been up, I've <laughs> not been up to a lot. Uh, what have I been up to? I've been working. I've been working a bunch. I've been sick, to be honest. I was sick for a couple of weeks there, a week or two, week and a half, maybe. All Bit of a cold. Um, but, uh, getting back, getting back to 100%, as I like to say, but otherwise, yeah, no, I've just been working a lot. I've been, you know, giving people the run around at Paramount, P-Mount, as I like to call it. P-Mount. P-Mount. Yeah, cool. Yeah, well, actually, and I'm also first ADing, uh, a, 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 a web series that we've got, currently got happening. One of my friends, Exciting. uh, colleagues, and, uh, he's asked me to come on board with that, so... We're teaming up, finishing up uh, casting at the moment and a few other little details, locking in locations and so forth. And that should be happening uh, at this point, January. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so the cinema got back to us. Uh, I mean, I won't, sp I won't, look, I don't want to, spoilers, but uh, the location got back to us and said January. Locked in. Yep, that's exciting. Yeah, it is. First it is. project as well for you over here, right? Over here it is, yeah. It's That's the awesome. first thing I've been doing production-wise since uh, I've moved to the States. So, nine months in, nothing like a late start. Brilliant. Uh, and, and what about yourself, Alex? What have you been doing? Um, I have been looking for new management. I parted ways with my manager. Excellent. Uh, so, I've been meeting people and have uh, teamed up with a... a really really cool dude called um patrick oh you have who is an aussie actually oh yeah and has been in la for patrick. over 15 years uh mm. his company's called pcm and we're oh. gonna see how it goes um he just has a just a kind of like madonna or 
Kylie. Yeah, he just goes by Patrick. Just Patrick. Actually, yeah. no, it's it's that's that's two names. Oh, it's Pat Rick. <laughs> I totally misheard that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. I said it really fast. <laughs> Pat Rick. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to see how that goes. Uh, had a few auditions. Um, uh, one for a really interesting film project, which I've got my fingers crossed for, but I'll keep people posted yeah. on I that. I want to change my last name to by Depol to Rick. Just so I can call yeah. one of my children Pat. Pat Rick. <laughs> yeah. I see Patrick. You want one name? Like Madonna or? No, no. Pat Rick. Oh, Patrick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Mm. Oh, dear. Very good. So, yeah. So, just been doing a bit of the old uh, LA hustle, so ah. to speak. Um, but, yeah, possibly I'm keeping my feet. Uh, oh, I've also been taking an acting class, huh. which has been fun. That's cool. Um with a really amazing teacher called Deborah Aquila, who's also a casting director. Um, is that, sorry, just to check, was that, is that one name or two names? Just those. Um, it's, uh, the middle name's Ura, uh-huh. first name's Deb, <laughs> and the last name's Aquila. That's one, okay. one, one okay. Deb Ura Aquila. Um, yeah, she's an amazing teacher, has a studio out in Hollywood, um, and I'm doing a six-week advanced scene study mm. class i've been thinking about dipping my toe in the water there yeah not there but just like acting yeah i mean it, yeah you should take a look into it um she the, the also the, the other exciting thing about this particular class is that the standard of the other students is really high uh-huh. so it's really uh helped push me further and okay i've been on my mind a bit i always like working with people who are worse than me because that way it makes me feel better about yeah generally yeah, I usually follow that rule as well, you know, because you want to stand out. You want to be like yeah. the best. Yeah. Um, and you also want to really kind of let the group know that you're the best. Yeah. Um, oh, in a subtle way. Yeah. Just uh, by their lack of skill, essentially, is. Yeah. I found the best way. That's you, well, you're a nice guy. I just tend to wear a yeah. shirt that says I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> and don't do any acting in any of the yeah exactly the sessions. You yeah. Just sit and there. like. On the back, it says "acting God," um, right. but yeah, you're right. I just stand there. Yeah, I don't even. Do, I don't even act. That's uh, great. So, it's going well. So it must be. It's new for you then. That's mm. good. That's good. Yeah. So it's it's a new approach. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's about it. Today's um, podcast brought to you by Deborah Aquila. Yeah, I don't represent really. uh, any of the. Uh, my so do you speak to her then? Or no, no. My my opinions don't uh, okay. represent any of her uh, opinions or anything like that. So yeah. That's about it. Seen a few Great. movies. Oh, um, me too. I've been yeah. I've been watching movies out the wazoo. It sounds like you've yeah rattled off a I've few. Been, oh, I've been on a movie marathon, sort of. Not really, but sort of. What have you uh, seen there, Adrian? Recently? Yeah. All right, let's let's hit it out. What did I see? I've seen Allied. I saw Allied at Paramount. Brad Pitt, Marion Cotillard. Yep, that's the one. Um, again, I do not represent Paramount in this podcast. My opinions are my own. Look, I thought it was an okay film, but I feel like, uh, I don't know, I feel like, I don't, no, I'm just going to launch straight into it, by the way. Go for it. Uh, I feel like uh, his films kind of belong in the 90s or something. They're a bit sentimental and a bit overly, like, uh, Who directed Overly Ally? twee in places. There's, um, oh, it's the same Forrest Gump director. What's his name? Um, oh, Zemeckis. Yeah, Zemeckis. Um, what else? I, I mean... And at the end of the film, it was like I needed to see how the 
spoilers by the way how the how their daughter's life panned out and it's like no i didn't need to know that all i needed to see was like the you know her die and that's it leave me with that leave me with the bit of the slightly yucky taste in my mouth that's mm-hmm. what i want yep i don't want to know everything's peaches you know what i mean like so that was frustrating for me i i thought generally it was a pretty good film but um there were just some issues with it mainly in the directorial side of things for me at least or maybe producing directing but in, in you know in the the way they decided to finish it yeah what's it what's it got what's what's what are the, what are other people saying uh on the interwebs here on rotten tomatoes because that's uh what everyone goes off of these days it has got a 65 percent rating yeah i think that's pretty accurate yeah what about have you seen it no i haven't seen it um yeah, to be honest, having watched the trailer, I don't feel like it's something I'm going to rush out to go and see. The trailer is... The film is better than the trailer. Right. Okay. Yeah. But still. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anything well, else? Waiting for it for DVD then? Yeah, um, i got to wait for DVD. What else? Videotape. Uh, uh, I've seen Arrival. Hello. I saw Arrival. Uh, people have been raving about this film. And I think it is deserving of a bit of a rave. I think it's a bit of a a mind bender. It's something we kind of visited last, I think, with Interstellar, which was another great little film. Totally. You know, when I first heard about this film, it reminded me of Contact. Uh, Matthew McConaughey and... Oh, God. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. I forgot McConaughey is in that. Or was it... Was it Jodie Foster or Helen Hunt? I will look that up for you right now. No, it must be Jodie Foster. My... First thought was Jodie Foster. I always, I always get them confused. <gasps> um, but y- yeah, so it, it felt like we were, we were going over similar ground. Um, but I thought it was well executed. It was a beautifully shot film. I thought some of the pictures were just, <laughs> sorry, were just gorgeous. Contact directed by Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> <laughs> In the nineties. In the nineties. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, who's in it? There we go. Oh, I didn't know that was a Zemeckis film. That's interesting. That's very funny. Yeah, there we what go. What year was it done? Matthew McConaughey, 97. Hmm. Yeah, so good reference there, Adrian. Yeah, well totally that, about it, that it really reminds me of that because she's trying to contact and speak these people through these aliens, through radio waves and stuff, and there's a bit of time travel in there and a bit of a few other bits and pieces. Spoiler alert. And it kind of really resonated for me with in a similar vein. Um, <coughs> but back to... Back to um, Arrival. I thought, yeah, I, th- I thought theme, I thought tonally, I thought everything about this film was great, except I thought some of the devices they used to reveal the end. I don't want, I won't ruin it for anyone because this one's pretty fresh, and I, I recommend going and seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a, s- a few of the things they did, s- choices they made in terms of like how to, re- how to get the twists and things to work, were a little, a bit like, oh, really. That's that's the best you could come up with. Yep. That but that was my main issue with it. Like just moments where I went, ah, you pulled me out of it there. You you pulled me out of the belief in this. What what you're trying to tell me here? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I, I saw it as well. Same day we found out. Uh, same earlier. theater. Even. Same theater. Even. Yeah, that's weird. Um, five hours apart. Five hours apart. And yeah, I really really enjoyed it. I mean, I think I, Alan, I spoke about it. Um, before it came out a while back and sort of both held the same fears that 
this could easily just descend into another alien arrival slash invasion story. And and I feel oh, in, in less capable hands uh, than the director, uh, Denny Villeneuve, it probably would have been exactly that. Well, um, it was so far away from Independence Day, and I'm so thankful for, yeah, for that. You yeah. Know. Um, and, and yeah, it definitely it, it pulls more towards the kind of interstellar line of, mm-hmm. of storytelling where it's uh, very visual and very personal to the lead character um, and not necessarily bogged down entirely in the science but that's a huge obviously component of it because she's a scientist yeah or a linguist um but i, d- I wasn't ever within the film going all right you've lost me i'm yeah out. yeah you know, like there was no point that i went nah sorry mate you've, you you're getting too too you know brainy for me here totally um but yeah i, d- I didn't quite share uh, yeah I, d- I feel the opposite to you in the sense that um I didn't find those devices. I, I can see that they were, without spoiling anything, some of the intent was very deliberate behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't find that too jarring at all. And I, I felt like I was with it the whole way. Which is um, which is great to hear, really. Yeah. Um, and it, it tonally and thematically, there were some things that really reminded me of um, this play called The Disappearing Number, which deals with string theory. Oh. Uh, there's some really interesting concepts yeah, again, without trying to spoil... I, I won't say anything, because it's fresh, like Adrian said. Go out and see Arrival. Um, it's beautiful. It's visually beautiful. There's some really yeah. beautiful moments and some really great sort of directorial choices. What, what I really appreciate about it is it's, uh, it is a thinking film, and it is, it, it's, not, it's not just entertainment for entertainment's sake, and yeah. I think there's a deeper message and a deep, deeper uh, thoughtfulness to the film, generally mm. speaking. I really don't feel like it's trying to, you know, sell tickets or do this or do that. Yeah. It's it it feels it feels you know it's a really nice neat film I think. Yeah, and with, with some really beautiful performances from um, oh, the cast, Amy yeah. Adams and Jeremy Renner, who was a real surprise for me. Uh, yeah. this is like the first film where I I just felt very convinced by him because what had what were, what were you saying before about him? Uh, your feeling with him in films? What oh, yeah, like I always felt that he was sort of just reaching just outside of himself a little bit with yeah. a lot of his performances in, you know, his superhero films and, and a few of the other things I've seen him in where where I feel like he's just, just reaching outside of himself a little bit. Yeah. I, you know, to be honest, Hurt Locker was, was really good, I thought, and I thought he was really good in this. Yeah. But maybe it's just superhero films. Maybe you just shouldn't do be, be doing superhero films. I don't know. So, Jeremy, if you're listening... Brilliant in this, Hurt Locker, yeah. brilliant. Superhero films. Just just think about those choices you're making. <laughs> just think about that a little bit, mate. Brilliant. Well, yeah, we definitely, yeah, I feel like people should go see this film. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, yeah, for sure. It's, 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 it's right up there um, well, of my list. People are whispering Oscars on it, but I'm not sure. I'm like, is it an Oscar film? I don't know. Is it a good film? Yes. Well, you know what? It, pa- pa- I it, that's the thing. Like maybe I need to step away a little bit because I felt this year there's been good films, but nothing that's really blown me away yet. And this is as close mm-hmm. as I've been to like, fuck, that was a really, that was the kind of cinema experience right. I want. But I don't know if I'm just comparing that to what everything else that's come out so far. Sure, sure. Um, but time I mean, I've tell. seen a lot of superhero films this year. 
Uh, oh yeah, so you've seen, also saw Doctor well, Strange. Well, Doctor Strange, uh, like I said, I had a little movie marathon. So I saw three films in a row, Arrival, Allied, and Doctor Strange. And Doctor, Doctor Strange, strangely, had me walking out of the theatre feeling elated and excited and inspired. Strange? It was strange because it was a superhero film. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, I, I expect to be entertained. Yeah. I expect to, uh, to have a relatively good time and roll my eyes at least twice during the <laughs> film uh but this one was this was good i really i really liked cumberbatch's performance i thought it was super solid i thought everybody else was in it was really solid the everything visually that was happening was like so satisfying um and uh and the story was was good i i mean it, it, i don't know if it was the magic thing but it reminded me of harry potter a little bit interesting um and I mean, there was a few things where he immediately becomes like a hero or whatever, but that's that's the genre as well, where mm-hmm. you expect for this main guy that we're looking at to pretty quickly become the key figure in the story. You know, uh, we don't have the time on film to to do all the backstory as well. So, I mean, there was a bit of that, but yeah, no, I, I mean, it plunged you in pretty quick, but uh, I didn't feel jolted by that so much. I was like, all right, all right, I'll go with it, I'll go with it, and. Yeah, I thought it was a I thought it was a great film. It's definitely my pick this year of all the superhero genre films that have yep. come out. Be- way better than Civil War. Way better than anything DC DC's ever done. Um, <laughs> Ouch. You know, you know, like uh, it's yeah, yeah. It's definitely my pick of the year for that type of film. Brilliant. I have to go and see that one for sure. Anything else? Uh, I saw Ex Machina last night just because I hadn't caught up and watched <laughs> that yet. I get it. Great film, mm-hmm. definitely, but probably a bit late on the bandwagon to actually take up any time on the podcast for that. Uh, and also Good Guys, which I hadn't seen either. So Nice Guys. Nice Guys, sorry. Nice Guys, uh, which was a hoot. Lots of fun, bit of a romp, hilarious, and I'm so glad that there's talk of a sequel for that because it's the type of film I could go watch again. Really, really fun film. That's definitely on my list. That came out this year, I'm pretty sure. No. I feel like it was late last year. We should check it out. Yeah. You, you do some talking, I'll look it up. Um, yeah. Uh, another film that I saw recently, um, which has probably been out for a few weeks now, is Hacksaw Ridge, um, which really caught me by surprise. It, it definitely feels like a Mel Gibson film. Um, what is that? What is if a Mel Gibson film? If you were to film? distill I, I would for say, me, like for, for, for me, it feels... You know, if you if you look at Braveheart, Apocalypto, I guess those are the two films he did with them, Passion of the Christ. Um, you know, really Patriot, po- really Patriot, very polished, um, confident storytelling, um, but with a real strong central moral theme and compass uh-huh. that doesn't waver. So you know, you know, you know your lead characters where their moral compass is pointing, and that it's going to be challenged, but they're going to stick down that line of, of truth and their beliefs and who they are. Uh, and this film really caught me by surprise. The The war scenes are... It did come out this year. Nice guys, yeah. Um, so Hacksaw Ridge is like really... The war scenes are super intense and bloody, but just incredibly shot. And the surprise for me was Andrew Garfield in the lead. He, he just held it and owned that role for the whole film, which mm. I was really, really impressed with. Um, because I guess I went into that film without a huge expert. Oh, not a huge. I I didn't know what to expect. Um, but it is that. It's that mm. really polished, confident storytelling, big action sequences, 
um, that are, again, confidently shot. Like, Mel Gibson knows what he's fucking doing. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the way I can put it. Yeah. He does. I mean, to be honest, I mean, of like, he's not everyone's favourite guy. You know, he's definitely made himself some enemies over the years. Totally. And he's a little bit of a nutbag. But there's no doubt that he is a talented actor, director, yeah. and producer. Someone who can work within his own films and direct himself and do all those things. Mm-hmm. Hit all those points without... Yeah, and I think it comes with being just a fucking total self-confident yeah. nutbag. Do you know what I mean? Well, it was interesting. I got to... I went to a screening and got to see a Q&A with him and the cast wow. afterwards. Um, you know, and he had moments... You know, I, I watching him was just really interesting just watching him sit on stage because I couldn't tell if for me it came across like there was a great kind of social anxiety there of just being in front of people but then because he just the way he was moving and kind of super fidgety but but I could have been completely misreading that but when he spoke about the work and his approach yeah you just and, and then hearing the the actors talk about working for him mm. about him just building an environment where the actors have the trust, his trust, to just go off and play. And then I think, you know, the fact that he can instill that trust in his actors, again, comes back to that confidence of, like, I've got you guys. Like, mm. I know what I'm going to do. Yeah, I have a lot of admiration for him, to be honest. Like, yeah. I think he's he's really solid at what Mel's does. You know yeah, I mean? and it was interesting to- him, him talking about the, um, the war scenes. And he was like, this might not sound appropriate, but you have to shoot them like a sporting event totally. where you know both sides, you know who's who, and um, and in a way where it's organized chaos. Mm. It has to look and feel chaotic, but there's an organization in that where even if you're seeing the back of the head of a, a character, you immediately know that that's that actor or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then that film was shot on a relatively small budget and that's part of the reason why they went to Australia to shoot it. So also hearing yeah. the limitations he had and how he overcame those and by using like little, I forgot what type of cameras they were. They weren't GoPros, but something similar, like in the war scene set up where he was putting, the, planning these cameras everywhere um, for the stunt guys to do their stuff. And wow. Yeah, it was cool. He was really interesting. I, I wonder how much he, he learned from doing Gallipoli. Yeah. I mean, which of I course is, is one of Australia's great, war films if anyone has ever if anyone if anyone gets bored one day go watch gallipoli it's a, a great little film it's a really really great film. and that's when mel still had an aussie accent and that, that's where he started that's yeah. that was one of his kickoff films that mad max of course yeah oh and he told this interesting story about how he got cast for mad max where he'd been into been in a pub fight a few days before and was all and got himself beat up by a couple of rugby players um and accompanied his friend to the casting for Mad Max and they went along and the casting team saw him all battered and bruised and went oh you look you look like you'd probably read for this role took his Polaroid picture put it up on the wall said come back when you're when you're uh, all better um, comes back a couple weeks later they're like who are you and he's like oh I'm that guy on the wall points at his photo they're like oh okay cool bring him in the director says um, something like I think it was like tell me a joke Tells a joke, cast on the spot. Wow. <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> Fuck. So, yeah. <laughs> crazy. So, yeah. That's... Uh, what other... What, any other films we should talk about while we're in films? Um, Just briefly. Another film that I saw that's probably... 
might still have a limited release, but I definitely recommend seeing is the film Loving, which is a Jeff Nichols film um, starring Joel Edgerton and Ruth Vega. Okay. Um, and it's about this couple, the Lovings, who were an interracial couple. They got married in the sixties. Oh, yes, yes, um, yes. And they went to Washington D.C. because it was illegal to get married in an interracial marriage in Virginia. Um, so they went to D.C. and then when they ended up going back to Virginia, they got arrested and were told that they were going to be thrown in jail um, unless they left the state. Apparently. Yeah, looks like a great, great film. Be- you, you've seen this? Yeah, beautiful film. Oh, and again, I was fortunate enough to see it with um, Joel Edgerton doing a Q&A afterwards. Wow. Um, beautiful film. Really just sincere, honest storytelling. And the way Joel Edgerton told about the development of the film and Jeff Nichols' vision for it was that this story wasn't he wasn't going to make it about the civil rights movement he wasn't going to make it like a courtroom drama he just wanted to tell the love story between these two people yeah. and the obstacles that they had to face um um to 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 be together and and he was true to that and saw it through in the whole film and it's just really moving i don't I mean, it might not be everyone's cup of tea because it, it's you know there's bits where it can it it's it's a bit slower and it's a bit more intimate, but um, yeah, as far as just beautiful, honest filmmaking and storytelling, um, I, I definitely recommend it. And then the two there's leads are just incredible. There's a, a, a film that um, people are also raving about, and this is on my list for this week to see. I'm, I'm trying to see a couple of films a week this uh, from now until ever, uh, is Moonlight. Have right. you heard of this at all? No. Uh, it looks looks amazing. Uh, it's about a, a young man uh, deals with a, a dysfunctional home life and comes of age in Miami during the war and drugs era. Um, and it just follows his struggle to find basically himself across like three different defining chapters of his life. Cool. Um, it looks looks super interesting um, and, and, and a powerful story as well from everything I've heard. I mean, I can't talk too much more about it, but... Uh, because I haven't seen it yet, but next podcast, I am sure I'll be there on it. Um, but definitely go check that out because people are raving. It's got uh, four out of four by, uh, what's his name? Uh, Roger Ebert and uh, Rotten Tomatoes is at 98%. So Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, the next one sort of on my list is... Oh, I've um, seen this too. That's another one I saw. You've seen this? I've seen yeah, this. Yeah, okay. So the next one on my list is Manchester by the Sea, which is... Um, Fuck, I've seen a lot of films written this week. By, written directed by... Ken Lonergan and, and starring Casey Affleck and Michelle Williams. Directed by him too. And directed by him, yeah. Um, and Kyle Chandler. Um, bit of Oscar buzz around this one. Yes. Interesting interesting story about this. Matt Damon's obviously producer on it. Uh, but it was a film that they got the script off. They approached um, Lonergan to, to, write it, to write it for, him, for them. Uh, and Casey was, I think, always going to be in the mix. Uh, and and uh, Ben was going to direct. Not Ben, sorry. Um. Matt Damon. Matt Damon was going to direct. Did I say Ben Affleck? I meant yeah. Matt Damon. They're yeah, synonymous, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt Damon was going to direct, uh, but he kept getting booked on other gigs and it kept getting pushed back. And then they got Lonergan to d- to direct. Brilliant. Uh, so it's his first directing debut. Wow. Um, debut. And uh, Casey Affleck. Knocks it out of the park. Of the Afflecks. He, he, yeah, he got the bad. acting. Yeah. He got the <laughs> acting blood, I tell you. I tell you, I mean, I mean, Ben Affleck's great. He's fine. He, he does. Has his moments. He does Ben Affleck really well. But uh, Casey is just phenomenal. 
Uh, Michelle Williams is just out of control. Good as always. I of love course. Michelle Williams. Um, and uh, oh, the young kid in this though. What's his name? Um, uh, let me have a quick look. No, Kyle Chandler's the older dude. What's the character's name? Pat Rick. Pat Rick. <laughs> uh, Pat Rick. Uh, wait, where you is it? Look it up. It says star at the top. Okay. Full cast and crew. Yeah. Okay, so we're, we're just looking. Oh, it's just the same list. Uh, there he is, Patrick. Lucas Hedges. Oh, he's... Yeah, that's him. He is phenomenal. Brilliant. If anyone should be getting an Oscar for their performance in this film, it should be that kid. He's out of control good. Okay, so definitely recommend that one because that was next on my list. Yes, yeah. So look, I, I think, you know what? The weakest points in this film is the directing. Right. Uh, interestingly, like like all, I think, first-time directors who have a lot of skill and potential, um, I think there are some really strong moments and some really beautiful choices made and some really great shots and... There's a whole bunch of gold in there, but also it's like that thing of where they don't know where to cut the rough. And there's a few choices and a few little moments in there where I felt that you could pull them and tighten it up a little bit. Um, but for the most part, it's a beautiful film and, and a film w definitely worth going to see. You know, it's it's a, a thinking film and it's it's one of those films that, um, you know, talks to the core of, of uh, especially in relation to, to being a man and dealing with, you know, with grief and relationships between men and sh uh, ex you know, sharing emotion. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's not what it's about, but for me, that's what it spoke to. And, and I think it's um, it's a definitely a beautiful film and, when, and one worth seeing for sure. Awesome. Cool. Thanks for sharing that, Adrian. I'm glad you had a bit of insight into it because I've definitely been, yeah, I got really excited when I saw the trailer for that Um well, parts of the trailer. There's part of the trailer that I didn't like, but that was mainly down to the music that they chose to use. Um, but then hearing K Casey Affleck talk about the project sounds really interesting. So yeah, definitely we'll check that out. Um, cool. Well, moving on, I'm just going to mention a couple of films coming out in December, uh, just in case, um, obviously going into this holiday period, uh, Adrian or myself don't get to kind of check in with each of you again and, and do another podcast, although I'm confident that we probably... We'll probably get a couple more in before Christmas. Um, but just to jump ahead slightly, um, I just want to mention a couple of films. I, do you want to mention that one, Adrian? Was no, that a I'm yes? Okay, so uh, okay, so this aren't in any particular order, but I will give the dates that they're coming out. Um, uh, we've got the one I'm most excited about. Um, if people don't know that I'm a Star Wars fan, Rogue One. Uh, it's coming out on December 16th. We're getting very close. We've obviously had the last trailer come out. Other than that, there I feel as if there hasn't been a huge amount of press leading up to the release of this film. It's been weird the whole time, this whole year. I think they don't know how to pitch it exactly because I feel like they think the audience are going to... Well, it is. Some of the, some of the newer... Star Wars audience are confused as to where this kind of fits in into the timeline. And I think this is also part of Disney's experiment to kind of see how these extended universe stories will be received and fit in. But I'm very excited about that. 
Um, so that's on December 16th. On December 23rd, we've got A Monster Calls. Adrian, you seem very excited about this. I haven't I am, heard about I, it. Uh, watch the trailer. Do, everybody do yourself a, a favour and go watch this trailer because uh, it looks like a great film. One pitched it like kids to teenagers, but also I think adults are going to get a kick out of it if it lives up to the trailer. Yeah, cool. um, It looks like a really wonderful film, beautifully shot, and um, I don't know. I, 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 to be honest, I don't know a great deal about it, but from I, I, all I've seen is the trailer, and I was like, man, this trailer looks good. Uh, it was good enough for me to post on Facebook, which I never do. Brilliant. I'll have to check that out. Uh, December 16th, also coming out, is another one I'm really excited for, is La La Land. Man, this is the film that has got the most buzz about it. Yep. Yeah, people are buzzing on this. Uh, it looks like this is going to be the Oscars, you yep. know, one. It, this is what people are really, really flagging as the film. Yeah, I remember when Tanro was up um, at the Toronto Film Festival, um, he saw this and, yeah, sent me a message saying that this was... This was one of his picks from the festival. Um, yeah, written and directed by uh, Damien Chazelle. He did Whiplash and has Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Yeah, looks Nothing amazing. Go wrong. Again, watch the trailer. You'll be like, I have no idea what this is about, but I've got to go see it. I mean, and it seems to, you know, really follow in that tradition of old school Hollywood musicals, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, Singing in the Rain is the thing that pops to mind mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. uh, coming out on December 21st, uh, Assassin's Creed, Michael Fassbender, um, and Marion Cotillard. Yeah. Adrian, I remember you saw the trailer for this and you were kind of a bit not so sure. Well, it didn't, I don't know. I, it didn't excite me, that's for sure. Yeah. But that being said, I, I've never played the games either, so. Yeah, I, I, I was excited just because it seemed like a really honoured the kind of universe of the games. Um, and... It's got Michael Fassbender, so I'm in. <laughs> uh, December 21st, we have Passengers, the space film with uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. It looks cool. I saw a trailer no, for it. I, I'm not on board for this at You're all. You're not? No, I watched the trailer, and conceptually, I think, yeah, there's some cool things, but for me, it looks too polished um, and too deliberate. And the way that I when you I watched like two beautiful people, yeah, like lost, stuck, and it's like, oh no, what are so we going to do? Basically, when I, I, was, I saw, I drove past a poster the other day, and then the first thing that came to my head was, I bet the pitch for that was, Chris Pratt, Jennifer Lawrence, space, sex. So I was like, in <laughs> here's a billion dollars. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just looks too. They look. I mean, they're they're beautiful people, and yes, they're talented actors, but. It's, for me, the trailer plays that up too much. Yeah, but that could be the, the selling point. And you know what? You might walk into that film and it actually had depth. And, mm -hmm. you know, because I mean, what, what film did I see just recently? Yeah, Arrival, for example. They kind of pitched it like it was going to be like real military and kind of yeah. that way. Like, and I saw the trailer and I, was, I wrote that film off because I was like, yep. this is going to suck. It's going to be another fucking alien invasion film. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't that at all. But they chose to to market it in a way that had people coming in expecting to see get the people on board yeah, yeah for sure yeah i can see that um so i'm holding out that that's what they're doing i mean just for chris pratt alone i'd go and see it well <laughs> can't get enough we all know guy. how much you like chris pratt oh i scream out his name every week 
Um, also coming out, we've got uh, on December 16th, um, a film called Solace, which I haven't heard much about nope. uh, with Anthony Hopkins. Um, and one I found out only today um, and watched part of the trailer. I didn't finish it because I had to get a move on. Uh, Silence, which is the new Martin Scorsese film, um, which tells the story of two Christian miss- missionaries. Ooh, that looked good. Um, who travel to Japan in search of their missing mentor. It's got Kylo Ren in it. It's got Kylo Ren. Uh, this is set, I guess, it says here at a time when Christianity was outlawed in Japan. So I'm guessing this is like a couple hundred years ago. Um, <laughs> Tanro, can you help? Uh, yeah, it's got Kylo Ren. It has Spider-Man in it. And Liam Neeson. Has he been a superhero or in a sci-fi? I'm trying to think. Uh, Taken? Yeah, Taken. Close enough. Yeah. Also, he's my number one lookalike. For real? I like to say he's my lookalike, but everybody's like, you look like a young Liam Neeson. Uh, I think you... I get that a lot. I think he looks like an old Adrian Ault. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I've always thought. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, that one looks that one looks interesting. Um I need to go back and watch the whole, whole trailer. They were speaking in funny accents, not the Japanese actors, the... <laughs> Adam, Adam, You're Indonesian, though. Adam right? Driver and Andrew That's Garfield. Right. I You're think so. they were being... Uh, English. They were being Roman missionaries. Uh, Italian Romans. missionaries. Because they were from the Catholic Church, and I think it was from... Oh, I see. They were see. either coming out of... So uh, probably a few more than 100 years ago, or a couple of hundred years yeah, ago. Yeah. like mean, several hundred years yeah. ago. Yeah. But um, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it looked interesting. So I've got a new segment called Games, Games, Games. Wait, what's that called? Games, Games, Games. So what are you going to talk about? Uh, It's more like calligraphy. No, games. I'm going to talk about games. Nice. Um, I'm probably the least uh, qualified to talk (laughs) about games. But look, let's not... But you said it three times. I did. And I said it in like a way that you might be able to buy something off me at the end of the segment. Which I think is always beneficial. Yeah, I mean, I like to, when I listen to you talk, you know... Think about what you're going to buy off me at the <laughs> Exactly. <end. laughs> yeah, great, great. Uh, so, I've got Owlboy, which came out on November 1st, PC. Don't ask me. Root Letter. Doesn't, <laughs> sounds interesting. November 1. Uh, look, I'm just going to go through and pick the ones I know. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. I t- spoke with Alex at the beginning of the podcast before we even started recording about this game. And I was interested to find that we both, like, haven't played it. Haven't played it at all. So yeah, uh, I've only played uh, Call of Duty Ghosts. Yeah, and when I, I told Al that, he was like, that's one of the worst ones. And I probably played <laughs> Call of Duty when it was before it was called Call of Duty. I don't know, like, back Just in 1982. Um, yeah, so Don't Ask Us looks like a Call of Duty game. I'm sure it's heaps of fun for those who love those games. Mm-hmm. Bloody good on you. Um... Uh, Mario Party Star Rush, 3DS, who cares? No. Nah. Sword Art Online, Hollow Realization. Again, this is, uh, I think this looks like looks like a bit of a, a VR thing. Lots of VR, this this one. Eagle Flight's next one, VR. Who knows? Yep. Uh, I mean, I know these guys did play a lot of VR before our left. Uh, I wasn't there for that, so end of story. PlayStation 4 <laughs> Pro, not even a game. Tyranny. PC, who cares? Dishonored 2. Thank you. Now, this is the game that I'm excited about. Uh, It came out a little while ago now. I can't believe it's actually probably two weeks almost since it did. November 11, 2016, uh, which was also the date that um, 
Skyrim, the original Skyrim was released back in 11.11, probably 11 or something. It was ages ago. 11.11, anyway. did you say? Yeah, it was 11.11.11. 11, 11. Uh, yeah, there you go, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. What was that? It was either that or Fallout. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So they picked the same date, coincidence, but still Dishonored 2 looks like a, a, a great game. I, I played Dishonored 1, loved it. I really enjoyed the whole thing. It was easy. Not easy in terms of like easy to, to play, but easy. No, it, it was easy to play. In th- but in terms of the actual difficulty, it wasn't easy, but um, very easy to jump into and, and get a handle on and, and, and dive into a really immersive, beautiful world that they created for number one. So I'm hoping that they managed manage to continue the theme and uh, give us a game which, which lives up to Dishonored 1, which was actually a game that kind of flew under the radar a little bit. Excellent. Uh, but yeah, looks cool. Silence is a, a game that's coming out. Whether it has anything to do with the film, who knows? Anything um, happens? Oh no, doesn't. Yeah, um, what else? Watch Dogs 2. That came out yep. last week. Haven't heard much about it on the grapevine. I noticed that it's uh, out there in Al's collection. I was going to ask you if you're going to play it. If not, probably I won't. I, I'm going to be on Watchmen 2. Uh, uh, on Dishonored 2, sorry. All right, so I'll borrow so that. So you can take that. Yeah. Um, oh, look, Pokemon Sun slash Moon 3DS. People are excited about it. People talk about it. But you again, for me, who cares? Uh, Killing Floor 2? No. I've got one for next month. Darksiders, Warmaster Edition. Warmastered Edition. Again, Darksiders, that's uh, old hat. Final Fantasy is coming out on November 29th. This so is Darksiders. So is Watch Dogs 2 for PC. Have you seen, the, uh, have you seen Final Fantasy posters and trailers? Oh, I have. It they l- look like a it 90s looks, boy band. It looks like a weird mishmash of like... I don't know what, like in sync with with the Final Fantasy VII slash uh, Need for Speed Two. It's weird, isn't it? It's a weird mash of games. Because like, there's part of, yeah, I, I I saw a bit of the gameplay I watched online, and I was like, it looks cool, but then there's bits where I'm just like, eh. it's look, it's I'm gonna I'm sorry, Tanro, but it feels very Japanese, doesn't it? Feels feels it feels very. Uh, that kind of RPG, yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. and, and it always has no, been, I agree, and, yeah. and which is good, and it should be because it, it always has. That's you know, it's a game of, of Japan. It's a, totally, it's and, and, and that's where the original great, you know, Final Fantasies out there came from and yeah. live. You know, it's it's good, but I'm still like, unless I'm playing it, I'm still going to think it's like completely mind-bogglingly weird, and I have no idea what the game's about or who or what it is. You know, yeah, it's it seems like such an unwieldy beast. When I watch a trailer for it, the the last time I played Final Fantasy was Final Fantasy VII on PlayStation. Oh God, it was good. Which was fucking awesome. It was so good. <laughs> four discs. Oh. You know a game is good when you get four discs. It was so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I no, that was the really shit cool. out of that game. That was a, a an awesome game. But you know, it's 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 a, a franchise that has a really huge loyal following. following. Yeah, yeah, huge and loyal following. So and a, and a, and a following that's willing to keep coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, even though. Again, I mean, we talk about Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, there's been plenty of games since then. Yeah, that, and but people are still chasing the dragon on it. You know what I mean? So totally. maybe this is it. Maybe, maybe this is. We shall see. Yeah. Um. Yeah. A couple. A game that I want to mention just coming out next month, a couple of weeks from now, uh, is The Last Guardian, which uh, I didn't know much about until last year. Even though it's been a game that's been in development for many, many, many years, uh, I was caught up on the whole kind of process of that. Uh, 
but when I saw it at E3 last year, I was just absolutely blown away by what I saw. Um, so I'm really looking forward to, to that game coming out. However, the last time I was really excited about a game was <laughs> No Man's Sky. So, so, so we'll see how that works out. But I don't know. There was something about Last Guardian that just really resonated with me. It looks beautifully epic. Yeah. There was something about that. And then something that was really, I found like really personal about the, the relationship with the, the boy and the hybrid beast thing. And, and even just some of the little subtle nuances about how the lead character moved around the world and would trip over stones and pick himself back up. It just felt very, I don't know, felt very honest. It was cool. So yeah, that's it. Those are games and some movies. and Games, games, games. Wait, what's that? Games, games, games. What are you talking about? Games, games, games. So that was about games. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we should we, we should probably wrap, wrap this. Yeah. Um, and go apologize to Bethany for taking. Yeah, because we've abandoned we we uh, the Thanksgiving dinner preparations. Yep. Um, but yeah, we'd like to wish all of you, uh, all of our listeners out there, um, a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving from bloody Australia. From bloody Australia. Uh, also, a happy Thanksgiving to the Tesla team out in Colorado shooting um, starfish. We wish we could um, be out there with you, but um, but we're you're in our thoughts. Yep. Someone's got to someone's got to hold down the bloody fort. Someone's got to do the work someone's out here. Someone's got to hold down the fort here, you know. So. Oh, I think Bethany's summoning us. Bloody turkey us. doesn't roast itself. I tell you that now. <laughs> All right, friends, loved ones, family. I've been Alex and Adrian. <laughs> I, I've been Adrian. He, hasn't, been Adrian. he uh, hasn't been both of wait, us. Wait, do I say you've been Adrian? And this has been Alex. And you've been listening to Tess, I mean, Games, ga- <laughs> Games Geeks. <laughs> Geeks. <laughs>